Welcome back to the Pushing Buttons Podcast. I say welcome back, assuming you've listened to at least one episode before. Uh, this is episode six. Uh, don't adjust your screens. We were here twice last week. Still episode six. My name's Kevin. I'm Kyle. I'm Robert. And hot off the heels of E3, there is some news about how Rage 2 is going to be single player only, which mm-hmm. caught all three of us with some excitement, yes. whether or not we're excited for the game. And we're going to dive in a little bit about how single-player games are still important. Uh, the three of us each prefer single-player games over multiplayer experiences, and we're going to talk about kind of why and some examples of how it would be worse if it was multiplayer, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but before that, Kyle, how was your week? Well, uh, mostly non-significant. I mean, aside from E3 coverage. Okay. Which we already talked about. You didn't play anything those? Not really. Uh, just a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen here and there. Cool. But that's it. Cool. How are you, Robert? Uh, I actually started playing Gears of War. Which? The first one. Okay. Figure I'm going to try to go through the series game by game and see how they uh, kind of evolved along the way. But I got the Ultimate Edition, which is like their remastered. Started playing that, and it's like, that game has aged well. Hmm. Like, it still looks good. The cutscenes they re- redid for the Ultimate Edition, hmm. but the actual game, I'm pretty surprised by how well it holds up. Started playing that, only played like an hour or two, but. Did it's... you. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Did you play the multiplayer of Gears of War when they had like the Horde mode uh, as a new thing and stuff like that? The first game I remember playing, I think, like a match or two, hmm. just to test it out, but no. Not any large amount of time. Gotcha. I figured I'd ask because it goes in with our topic for the day. But, yeah, I didn't really, haven't done really a whole lot either other than editing a podcast or two and working and stuff. Uh, But we're here to talk about ideas, experiences, opinions, and whatnot (laughs) of video games. Bless you. Thank you. And the video game industry. And I think that single-player games are, for me, the most important games that there are. Because Mm -hmm. the reason I play video games is to kind of escape reality. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get away from reality when you're surrounded by other people acting like douchebags. Like they tend to do online. Mm Mm-hmm. And that pretty much sums up this entire episode in three minutes. <laughs> the tagline, but we're going to expand on it. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot to talk about with it. I, it's been a controversy over the last six, seven months or so about whether or not single-player games are going by the wayside. Mm. And I, I like it when a publisher like Bethesda will actually come out and say... That a game that they're doing is going to be single player only. Mm-hmm. And Sony did the same thing with God of War. And it, it, it's really important because there is a big audience for that stuff. And usually, I'm the exception here, but usually the single player uh, preferred people are not as vocal as the, the people that prefer multiplayer or yeah. that only play multiplayer games. So our voice isn't heard as much. And it's good to know that some developers and some publishers are listening to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something Sony does really well. Yeah. Because I believe all four games that they were showcasing at E3, if I'm not mistaken, well, 
<clears throat> I'm sure The Last of Us 2 will have some multiplayer. Because the first one did. But on the whole, the four games they showed are single-player games, as but far as I'm aware. And I feel like with The Last of Us, if they do have a multiplayer component to it, it's going to be something that feels kind of tacked on. Which is, in my opinion, okay if you're going for a story-driven narrative game. Mm-hmm. The single-player experience is what you want, and anything outside of that should be secondary. Yeah. When you're talking about the annual Call of Duties and the upcoming Battlefront and stuff like that that are made for multiplayer, and then mm-hmm. the single-player is usually tacked on if it exists. That's when I feel like the game's not worth playing to me. Mm-hmm. I Off the top of your guys' heads, can you think of any other... Uh, big AAA games that have that made their name as a single player game that kind of dropped off and started doing <laughs> focusing only on multiplayer. Hmm. Well, uh, a good example of that. I mean, they didn't make multiplayer the focus, but uh, with the Dead Space series, Dead Space Two, they tried to make it. Yeah, and uh, man, that just was dead on arrival. Well, with Dead Space, they tried to do more than that. They tried to add like a, like a comic series. They tried doing like an expanded universe. They wanted it to be a TV show or a movie franchise. They yeah. wanted it to be a public name, like mm-hmm. something that was a household name. Yeah, ultimately, you know, they dropped off because they expected five million dollars in sales <laughs> for Dead Space Three, right? Which never happened. Yeah, and uh, funnily enough, in Dead Space Three, they didn't have multiplayer. So their little experiment in Dead Space 2 just, it was a waste of time and money. Yeah. I heard it was, you know, fun and it's prime, but it just, I tried a couple matches of it. Didn't really stick out to me very much. I did that with Mass Effect 3. I played maybe, well, first I didn't start playing the multiplayer until after I beat the single player. Because I didn't Mm -hmm. care so much about the multiplayer. Or really the single player, (laughs) but I still wanted to beat it first. (laughs) first <laughs> i still wanted to beat it first but th- the people that were there they saw me as a level one so they vote kicked me out every time oh, it nice. took me like an hour <laughs> to find a match that i was Jesus. able to actually get into and start and by then i wasn't having any fun with it mm-hmm. it's kind of the way that i feel with games that are splitting the focus between single player and multiplayer and it, it sucks. It really does suck when, you, when you're wanting to play a game because you want to delve into something that gets your mind off of life or y- you can escape having to cook dinner and clean dishes for an hour or whatever the deal might be. It's nice to be able to get away and just sink into something fully. Mm-hmm. Me realizing that two of us, our top games from episode one were MMORPGs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about that too. There, are, There is a time and a place for multiplayer games, even for us single-player loving people. Mm-hmm. Well, for me personally, like I try to play World of Warcraft single-player yeah. as much as I can. I, I, right and uh, a lot of the community has diminished significantly since, you know, the Burning Crusade vanilla WoW days. And uh, I just find myself doing the zoning quests, whatnot. The zoning. Uh, I'm sorry. I meant to say zones. Okay. <clears throat> and, I didn't know uh, if that was some term that I, <laughs> that I wasn't familiar no, with. No, no. I, I just meant, uh, you know, playing the expansion, leveling up a character is always really fun for me. And I like to do that as solo as possible Yeah. in Warcraft. I find myself doing that, too, in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I like coming together to do dungeons. Like, I love that. But more so than anything, I prefer that single-player 
questing experience. But even MMO. when you're doing something like a dungeon or a raid or whatever, uh, do you prefer it to be with people you actually play with regularly, or can you just join like a, a any well, pickup group? And you can join any pickup group. But that's what. Do you ruined. enjoy that? No. Okay. No, no. There's no. There's absolutely zero reason to chat with anybody. Yeah. Because you're just all there for the same goal: is to kill the boss as right. fast as possible. Right. Get your loot, then get the Wah! fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, it doesn't really have a sense of camaraderie like it used to. I'm sure there's still lots of people out there who play with their friends or guild members, but for me personally, the community just isn't what it used to be. And we're talking about this knowing that we're probably. I, I don't know if it was like I was saying with us being uh, not as vocal, but it does seem like the single-player loving folk are the minority. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that there are exceptions to everything we're saying. We're well aware of that. Um, do you, Robert, have mm-hmm. experience with any big multiplayer game or any multiplayer game that caught your attention for a long enough period of time for you to play it? Mm-hmm. The last... Like, really fun multiplayer experience I can remember having was the first Destiny. And that was just basically co-op, playing with my friend Patrick. Um, But as far as, like, full-out multiplayer, like, you know, Team Deathmatch, stuff like that, it'd probably be back in the Halo days. I remember playing Halo 3. Not a lot, but, you know, probably a couple hours into multiplayer. And actually Call of Duty as well, when they first started. Because Call of Duty 2 came out for the 360, and then Modern Warfare. And between those two games, I did play a lot. Modern Warfare was 4. Mm-hmm. What about 3? Three? 3 was, I think it was the big red one. It was another World War Two. 3 was World War Two one, yeah. But I don't think it was big red one. I think big red one was a, like a, a standalone. Well, it was World War Two, and then yeah, but Call of Duty Two. I didn't three. I didn't play that much. Okay, so I said two, and then Modern Warfare. I gotcha. Yeah, three because it was uh, they were you know switching studios every other game, so yeah. it was Treyarch for two yeah. and or no Infinity Ward. And Treyarch was three, and I always thought they were the lesser one, so I just yeah. kind of skipped their games. Yeah, <laughs> but and then that was right around the time where I think Call of Duty was like, hey. You know, this multiplayer stuff is getting really popular. Let's just make most of our game multiplayer. And they started phasing out the story with Modern Warfare 3 and yeah. all that. And I had fun with it back then, but as I've gotten older, I cared less and less about just... Because I'm not a competitive person, so for yeah. me, the story is what is getting me to get into a game and buy a game. Is what's the experience going to be? Yeah. Not just... You know, shooting and stuff. What's my kill-death ratio? Yeah. That doesn't matter. There are games that are specifically sports games that are better as uh, a multiplayer experience. I I couldn't play a Madden game against the the computer. I couldn't play a basketball game. The only game that's sports-related that I could play in a genre is a racing game. I could probably do that. And uh, even a game like Rocket League is a fantastic game, and I hate multiplayer games, but I can't play that game without playing it online just because it's so dull playing against the computer there and the 
It, it seems like everybody that plays Rocket League is really into the game, and they're just all about having fun. There are certain games that are good at getting crowds of people mm-hmm. that are like-minded enough to be able to keep playing and enjoying the online <laughs> experience. Yeah. But when you think about games like the way that uh, Counter-Strike is gone, uh, Call of Duty is gone, mm-hmm. and it's how it trickles out into other games like Destiny and yeah. even games like uh, World of Warcraft and Diablo that are pretty much essentially online games... Diablo, I, I prefer to play single player just because I zone out so hardcore when I play that game. But even when I play Diablo, it's kind of like you, Kyle, with World of Warcraft. I like mm-hmm. to play through the the from level one, level the character up as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. And I like what uh, Blizzard's done with Diablo, and they have the seasons. So you start over every season with a new character, mm-hmm. and nothing carries over. And it makes it so you can keep replaying the game over and over and over again and just having the same experience with it and not having to rely on uh, other people to have a good time with it. I mean, uh, looking at single-player versus multiplayer, uh, do you guys think, like, genres play into it? Like, is there a certain genre you prefer playing multiplayer versus single-player? Have you thought about that whatsoever? I think most of the multiplayer played have been shooter games. Yeah. The the multiplayer games that I actually enjoy playing are the either the little couch co-op or the little couch uh, yeah. competitive games. There are a lot of indie games out there that are bringing back the way of like four-player couch co-op or four-player uh, versus modes that are, are pretty fun just because of how simplistic they are. Uh, Duck Game is a great <laughs> example. That game is hilarious. It's very simple, and it's just four people in a room trying to kill each other and... I guess you can play that game online, but it's probably a better experience playing it with actual people that you can talk to in person. But mm-hmm. games like that, I enjoy playing mm-hmm. multiplayer. I mean, I remember when the first-person shooter craze was just in its infancy with the arena shooters like Quake and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, Unreal Tournament. And uh, I never really got into those. It wasn't really until uh, SOCOM 2 where I, or the SOCOM 1, but 2 was where I really played the hell out of it. Uh, that was the first online game I really jumped into uh, with both feet. And then I noticed a trend uh, after, of course, when Call of Duty, the first Modern Warfare came out, how that just took off in popularity. And I remember playing the second Modern Warfare's multiplayer, and I'm like, I just can't get into this. I don't know why. I really enjoyed the story, though, of that series. Modern Warfare 1 and 2 had good single-player stories. Mm-hmm. I would say even 3 had a pretty decent ending to that story. I played that one. It was a good story, I thought. I liked the characters in it. But uh, the multiplayer just did nothing for me. I always preferred Battlefield. And uh, I played the heck out of Bad Company 2. That's one of the best uh, shooters I th- can think of that's multiplayer because you had so many different teams mm-hmm. of four working together. And there's like, I don't know how many people, like 12 or 15 people on each side. Gotcha. And, man, that was uh, full of so many awesome sequences of action. <laughs> and I, me personally, I like to snipe in that game. And when I got those really awesome shots, I was just really pumped up. Like, wow, I killed that guy. <laughs> and I was another player that wasn't an NPC. Uh, but really, since then, I haven't really played anything else multiplayer. Uh, I've tried Fortnite and other online-only games like that. And I just can't seem to get into them. I don't know why. I think the lack of a story really 
uh, separates me from a multiplayer only game. It, it's probably also the lack of want to compete. <clears throat> like there, you, you don't yeah. win anything. It, it's not the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I mean, I tried playing Overwatch when it first came out, and I was really into it. I remember that. And uh, it had a great story. It wasn't necessarily, you know, a single-player campaign. But just from every little detail that they put into the characters, as well as the story trailers for the game, it got me excited to play it. Of course, uh, we're almost... I th- actually, I think we're past two years now since it came out, and I barely played it <laughs> <laughs> in the year... Or so I've stopped. Uh, I think it was like around this time last year I stopped playing Overwatch. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like single player drives me more to explore the game's mechanics. You have <clears throat> you have a more self-paced experience playing a single player game. So yeah. you can go off and uh, smell the roses or do whatever you, you want to do. You were talking about, I think it was SOCOM 2 you said that had like you could have four teams of however many people. Uh, one of the arena shooters that I got into for a little bit was Team Fortress. Not TF2, but Team Fortress, because you could have four teams of, like, two or four people each. And that did, having four teams, more than just red versus blue, uh, I love that show. (laughs) (laughs) More than just having two teams against each other. And I think it was kind of Halo that made it more focus on one team versus one team. And there are still games out here that you could do more than that, but for the vast majority, it's either Team Deathmatch or Battle Royale or Capture mm-hmm. the Flag with two teams or 100 people or whatever. Yeah. And it's, I don't get anything out of it. I mean, when we when we were all kids, like we had multiplayer games where it was split screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we had Mario Kart or Golden GoldenEye, Eye. GoldenEye or, you know, uh, anything in that generation, yeah. Smash Brothers. And, uh, you know, you don't really see that too often outside of those genres. Yeah. And I think if development was uh, developed enough, <laughs> uh, you would see more uh, innovation with those genres. But I feel like the only thing we're seeing a trend in is just copying whatever's successful. Like, first it happened with Call of Duty, and uh, now you're seeing it with PUBG and uh, Fortnite, and even this new one that just came out called Realm Royale. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at Twitch streams of it, and I'm like, it's just the same thing. Yeah. There's nothing new about it, gameplay-wise. Yeah. I don't know what it is that... I mean, a lot of people have that competitive nature that they want to be better than... Even if it's only for a minute, they want to be better than anybody else that's in the room. Um, as a single-player guy, Kyle, I actually got a question that I think would be best directed to you. Okay. Multiplayer games like that being better than other people is what they get out of that. For you, it seems like, and I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. it's getting every trophy or every achievement or getting 100%. You probably get that same sense of accomplishment that they do to try to liken it to something that you're familiar with. I I could see that that's probably about accurate. I can sort of see where you're coming from with that. Uh, for me, it's just knowing that I've fully done everything in the game. I can put it behind me, and I can move on to the next single-player game and enjoy every detail about that. So it's more of something, a uh, sense of completion, than it is yeah. having more completed in a game than uh, everybody else. I mean, you guys know this about me. I try to 
complete everything I can in a game. Yeah. I just didn't know what the motivation behind it was. Basically, uh... If it was based on a competitive... I don't like leaving things unfinished. I gotcha. It's just how I am in my life. I don't mind leaving things... And, uh... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The joke was I was leaving that sentence unfinished. God. (laughs) Uh... Well, I mean, you've known me long enough, Kevin, that uh, I've always played like that. Yeah. Where I just want to get everything done, and I feel like I could put it behind, I could shelf it, and just that keep, comes that's to like a trophy for the, me. The, that also works its way to a fault, though, doesn't it? Like a game, I, I vaguely remember you playing Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. To a game that a game that took so long to hundred percent to the point where it was more of a chore. Then. Oh, yeah, that definitely is true. Like, there's open-world games now that come out. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> there's so much to do in these games. I want to delve deeper into that at some point. But that's another topic for another time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ding! I mean, what about you two guys? I mean, do you feel like you need to complete that sense of fulfillment in a game? you got to collect everything to mm, not be done all. with it? Nope. Mm-hmm. For me, once I'm done with the story... If I go back and do some of the collectibles, I'm happy with it. Uh, in Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, I did go back and I got all the collectibles and did everything. And I tried doing that in Assassin's Creed Origins. I'll play for two hours and realize, at a, two hours at a time, I've put 64 hours into my playthrough, and yeah. I still haven't seen half the map. That's and great. I've beaten the game. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It, it's not worth it. It is so not worth it. But on the other end of that, when uh, Assassin's Creed first an- uh, they first released and announced their multiplayer mode, the the competitive version of that that looked really fun. I'm not talking about Unity's co-op. I never tried that. It You're talking like, about uh, Brotherhood. Br- yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed multiplayer. I enjoyed it until people got to a point where they just ran around and essentially broke the vision of the game. Basically. Other people being dumbasses in multiplayer ruined the original intent behind the developer's vision. And isn't that what it always boils down to? It really does. Like, you had cheating back in the day, and now it's just exploits or gameplay things you can take advantage of. Like, for Dark Souls, I mean, that's a single-player game. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy playing those for the single-player experience. Uh, PvP, not so much, because it's always laggy. And people tend to take advantage of that to try and kill you quicker. And that's what's always driven me away (laughs) from the Souls series is the fact that I know I can play single player, but it was meant to be played online where people can join your game and either help you or harm you. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. (laughs) I want to be able to have my single player experience and still get the full experience that I was intended to have. You still can. It's just... Not quite the same. Yeah, exactly. I, I know I can still enjoy it for what it is, but what it is supposed to be is how they developed it, and I I think that's always what's hindered me from playing that game. Mm. Didn't want to bring up the one... It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. Hi, Robert. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, like something about multiplayer that does kind of catch my attention is like, when I was playing Battlefield 1, they, I think because there's so many shooters now that are competing, and so they have to innovate. Otherwise, they're just going to be, you know, vanilla and just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And one thing that 
I don't know if it was happened before Battlefield 1, but at least in Battlefield 1, they have a new multiplayer mode that was, I think it was called Operations. And then in the next Battlefield, it's going to be called Grand Operations. But it's where I think it's up to like 100 players. You're all working towards like one goal on a map, and it actually spreads across like three different maps. Like you have kind of like a story goal, or you have a goal like take out these guns or whatever and advance the front line, and then it actually moves on to another map, and then another map after that. And so that interests me when it's kind of a blend of story but with multiplayer. And I haven't tried it out yet, but I wanted to. And those kind of things catch my attention more than just, you know, running around shooting people and stuff. Yeah, it gets to a point where you can run around and shoot people in Counter-Strike, or you can run around and shoot people in Call of Duty, or you can run around and shoot people in exactly. any, any game. But yeah, when there's some kind of innovation behind it, it does make it at least worth checking out to mm-hmm. me. Uh, I, I still not... I'm not sold on most... Especially a first-person shooter, because it seems to me that th- those are getting more and more bland by the year. And that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even after every Call of Duty has been so similar since well, modern warfare, it feels like. But this one's in space. Yeah. And right. this one's back in World War Two. See, that's the one that actually excited me because it was in space was uh, the, Infinite Warfare. I liked the first trailer, the one that got I downvoted too. so much. I liked it, too. I was like, cool, and Jon Snow's in it. And I was <laughs> like, right on, this looks like a fun game. And then, yeah. I thought it was actually going to bring me back to Call of Duty because I hadn't played any since... Modern Warfare 2. I wonder if people are like, oh, Kit Harrington can't be in this game. You saw what Peter Dinklage did to Destiny. <laughs> that could have been it. But yeah, and then, yeah, seeing all the hate that that got. Yeah. And see, we, we were the people that watched the trailer but didn't upvote or downvote. Yeah. And we're just not vocal enough about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time we take a stand and Let's make our own hashtag. Do you know how to do that? I don't. You have to teach me. How do I hashtags? <laughs> hashtag single players united. <laughs> hashtag how do I hashtags? There you go. <laughs> You'll find something there. Can I tag your hash? I don't even know what I meant by that. Moving on. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, though. Like, when you think about multiplayer, I mean, you don't really see a lot of multiplayer people working together in multiplayer games. Like, Overwatch is a great example of this. Uh, everybody is uh, always out to really uh, up their own kill-death ratio without really working as a team. Because uh, I remember back in the SOCOM days, like you had to constantly communicate everything because of how limited the game was back then. Yeah. I mean, th- that's where uh, first-person shooter as an eSport comes into play. Cause yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched any of those, but there is mm. so much communication going on. And they'll like, nickname parts of maps so that they can speak quickly, say, one here, one there, well, shot this guy. Though. I mean, yeah. in, a, in an everyday multiplayer match, you don't, right. there's no communication. There's just <laughs> flaming and people calling each other, <laughs> what have you. And it's like, why do I play multiplayer? Yeah. Like, just to get yelled at by some 12-year-old kid? Or, or to get uh, voted out your first game because you haven't <laughs> leveled up enough to be good enough to be in their game? You know, good. I just, I don't, I'd rather just be alone on my couch playing Red Dead Redemption by myself or yeah. something. That's a nice segue. I wanted to talk about Rockstar. And I think what they do is they have a good blend since Red Dead Redemption and 
than GTA 5, now Red Dead Redemption 2, of having <clears throat> their normal, fully fleshed out, you know, huge single player experience, but then they added a multiplayer component that is actually tons of fun. Like, uh, remember GTA 5, there's a couple nights where I played it with like three other guys, my friends, and we just driving around, blowing stuff up, and just doing crazy stuff. And that's a lot of fun. And that's a part of multiplayer I would enjoy, but I just, I don't have the urge to get online anymore. But that's something that they do really well. Of They have expanded, but they haven't, their single player hasn't suffered because of it. Right. You still have that big open sandbox. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. You're not forced to just run around and kill people. It's not a forced team death match. Yeah. You can still do anything you can do in the single player mm-hmm. game for the most part yeah. with the community. I get that. That it's, To that point, though, I would still rather play pre-multiplayer No Man's Sky versus a game like Minecraft where mm-hmm. you play. it's meant to be played with other people just because I want to be able to do stuff on my own like mm-hmm. that. I'm a loner, though. So <laughs> so that's just me. <laughs> I think all three of us are. Yeah. (laughs) We're loners together. So with all that being said, do you think that publishers are going to follow the trend of the the few publishers that have taken note of that Mm -hmm. and start focusing more on that single-player aspect, saying, hey, God of War is doing this, Horizon Zero Dawn's doing that, Mario's doing this. I sincerely hope so. I I think that it could be beneficial, not only to their bottom line, but to... When it was said and speculated that single player games were dying, and yes, that was a like the world is ending over dramatic statement that was made. But the reaction that came from that just seemed like it was disproportionate to the amount of people that seemed like they play single player games. Mm-hmm. The the non vocal majority <laughs> became the vocal majority for, in that one circumstance. And I'm I, I Guess I'm wondering if you guys think that they took note. I think they did. I mean, uh, like I said, with Sony, all their games, the first party games that they showed, but were... they've always done that. I mean, that's I guess, already what yeah. they do. Yeah, and yes, they announce it. Yeah, this is a single player experience yeah. because they have to at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, companies like uh, Infinity Ward and Three Four Three, people mm-hmm. that make these multiplayer experiences and then tack on the single player game. Do you think Halo 6, is that 5? Infinite. Infinite? Yeah. Do you think the new Halo game is going to focus much more on the single player experience or do you think they're going to focus more on the multiplayer or kind of split it? Because either way, it seems like they're kind of cutting whatever they could make in half. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to piss off either side of their audience. Right. I think they'd have a good... The Halo series has always had a good mix of the two. The stories have always been big and epic and polished. And the multiplayer has always been fantastic as well. Master Chief Collection, notwithstanding. <laughs> I still don't see the big deal about that. <laughs> it played just fine for me. <laughs> as you say, I, I never played it. Yeah. I, I never had any problems with it, but... So I think they'll continue to have that good blend. I mean, they know people love the Halo uh, mythology and Master Chief's story. And even if it's a whole new, you know, like, direction, 
you know, I think they'll still have that nice blend. You know what sucks is I just thought if Nintendo just randomly announced that they were making a Mario-themed Battle Royale, I would probably (laughs) play it. I would. How would that even work? So it depends on the... The subject, I guess. The Do you want to fantasy design this game right now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> sure. So you'd all drop around the castle, and you'd all be taking those clouds. The clouds that the Lakitu, Lakitu yeah. Yeah. people, you'd, you'd be taking those clouds all from all different angles and just drop down. And you wouldn't be able to play as any of the mainline characters. You'd have to like piece together your own Mario-style character. You could have a hammer. You could have a boomerang. You can have whatever. you got to loot it, though, naturally. But you loot it from jumping in the boxes or throwing your hat in the boxes. <laughs> but you can become other people by throwing your hat onto them for a, ma- for a matter of seconds mm-hmm. and throw them off the edge of a cliff or drive them in another direction. I think this is a good, ga- <laughs> this is a good game. It kind of sounds like a really warped... Mario Party game. Mario Party Warped Royale. Nintendo there you hired go. Warped Tour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, do you want to dive into more game design ideas? <laughs> <laughs> That's another topic for another time. Oh, man. Ding! Because <laughs> I was thinking of like a survival horror type game. Would it be single player or multiplayer? It'd be multiplayer. Oh, okay. Now I am interested. <laughs> so, uh... Setting isn't really, you know, anything in particular. But you start off as different characters with different uh, abilities all throughout the map. And it's a huge-ass map. And it could be whatever you want. Like, it could be, you know, uh, Apocalypse. I was going to say, are you having a hard time thinking of a setting? Well, a place in the world? I had a couple ideas. Like, something like Bioshock. Where it's underwater and you're in Rapture. And you start off at different points in the map. And you... You know, make your way to each player and get abilities along the way. I mean, kind of, I'm kind of making it sound like a MOBA in a, a little bit of a way. That's a genre I completely forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, when you think of it that way, it's not very different. But anyway, that's another topic for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not there. quite as ready as I thought I was. <laughs> it takes a little bit of preparation to yeah, talk about that stuff, does. doesn't it? You, yep. you can't all just come up with... Super Mario Warp Royale off the top of your head. That's going to be the title of the episode, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's going to be the title of the episode. Is going to be the title of the episode. Didn't I make that joke? You might. Have. I think I re- I recycle my jokes a lot. So, in the single player game, do you guys value the story more or the mechanics and the gameplay that go along with it? it like if something had a really good story but the mechanics weren't that great, would you care? Or would you rather have something that has great mechanics and the story is just kind of eh? Mass Effect the first had the story and the mechanics were kind of meh, and I loved it. But now I go and play a game like God of War, I don't care about the story. I loved the mechanics. The combat was so great in that game. Horizon Zero Dawn was the same way. I have to agree. I disliked yeah. the story in Horizon Zero Dawn. It was so bland. The voice acting was fantastic. Fantastic and phenomenal. It was fantastic and phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. I like that. Phenomenal. Let's make that a thing. I mean, uh, I hate to keep bringing up the Soul series, but no, you don't. You love it. <laughs> they they just meld so well. Like how the story mixes with gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's so seamless. 
uh, it really makes traversing the world more uh, engaging to the player and getting the story secondhand from all these objects and characters around you it doesn't really necessarily make you the focal point you're kind of just this you're solitary a participant in yeah the you're story. a participant like you're not the focal perspective gotcha like a lot of first person games are you know where things happen to you the you environment actually make things happen what you said about the environment making the mechanics the only example that I could think of, and I didn't even think of this that way until you mentioned it, is Mario. Like, it's the, the environment and the atmosphere of the game just seemed, per, especially with Super Mario Odyssey, just everything was meant for that hat, and that was the core mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. And everything was built around that hat, and how the world and the mechanics and everything, the story, it all kind of was built around the feature mm-hmm. of the hat. So some games you can have your cake and eat it too, or yeah. you can have your hat and throw it too. <laughs> but I, I, what about you? Do you prefer the mechanics or the story? Or Yeah, as I asked you guys, I still didn't have a clear answer myself. <laughs> Is that um, why you asked us? Probably. To try to come up with your I own think answer. I have examples of both. Like... Um, the Just Cause series is a good example of where the story is thrown I don't, away. I, I don't really care about it, yeah. but the game's but so fun, fun Saints to play. Row. Saints go. Row 2, Saints Row 3 mm-hmm. were like that for me. Yeah. The stories were so... They didn't matter. I think Grand Theft Auto, to an extent, tries to do the opposite. They tr- mm. Especially with 5, they tried to oh, make yeah. this story, especially based on three separate characters... Mm-hmm. That was so they were intertwined and tried to focus so much on the story that it felt the third person shooting mechanics in that game to me felt lackluster. Mm-hmm. It, none, none of it felt fun to me. The driving mm-hmm. was good, but it wasn't fun. I, I think that's what I just now realized why I like Saints Row <laughs> a, a lot better than Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I mean, uh, the last fun Grand Theft Auto game was San Andreas. I felt like four was too realistic for its own good. I couldn't do four. Four was worse than five to me. And then five, yeah, it just continued that trend, except mm. it kind of marginalized a lot of the gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, I loved multiplayer in uh, four. It was fun. I mean, I had a good time playing it because it was brand new at the time. Yeah. And see, that's how but, I felt uh, about Red Dead Redemption with the multiplayer because yeah. it was brand new to that style of especially with the the western setting yeah. that style of hop, game hop on a couple horses round yeah. up a posse with your friends yeah. And, yeah there were missions you could complete as a posse mm-hmm. there, there was all sorts of stuff you could do it was steel it was novel at the time yeah. but uh i think multiplayer open world games like with that third person viewpoint you can only do so much with that i don't feel like uh you can really innovate too much further with that perspective in an open world game multiplayer setting it's kind of weird that you limit it to based on the, the view, first person versus third person, because I don't see any difference in how the game well, presents I mean, itself. With first person, you know, everything's happening to you. In third person, you're the one going out and making things happen. Well, I get that, but you could still have, like, Elder Scrolls and Fallout. You could play either of those games, first person or third person, get the exact same experience out of it. I suppose, yeah, you got a point there. But I, I think it depends on the character you are in either first person or third person. Like if you're just a voiceless, nameless character. I wouldn't want to play Gordon Freeman third person, and I wouldn't want to play Geralt of Rivia first person. 
I see. Okay. I yeah. get that. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. If it's this character that's his own character and that he does what he does and you're just along for the ride, I get the third person makes it yeah. better for that and mm-hmm. how first person. <laughs> Let's just talk about first person versus third person, <laughs> why don't we? <laughs> Single player first person or multiplayer Another topic first for another time. <laughs> I did want to say Bioshock is, I think, my perfect example of story and mechanics combining to be good choice, perfect unifying experience. It has me excited for Starfield. Mm -hmm. Just the idea that Bethesda is doing something new and that they're doing it in the single player environment. What he said, their first new IP in like twenty years or something. He said it was a long time. It really was, yeah. I, I don't even know what their last, <laughs> I guess, when the original Elder Scrolls came Possibly, out. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm excited to yeah definitely see what they come up with, with a brand new yeah. you know, playground. Who knows, maybe Fallout 76 will deliver what it's promising. I, I'm still really curious about that game. I do want to see more about it, and I really want to at least try the beta before buying the game. Unfortunately, the beta is only available to people who pre-order. I knew it. Yeah, I read a story, and I was like, yeah. they're locking it behind Ugh. the Special Collector's Edition. The $200 one with the helmet. Is that right? Mm-mm. Just any pre-order. Oh, you just have to pre-order the whatever edition you want. Yeah. Oh. But it is locked behind a pre-order, and that kind of... Because I want to, I do want to try it, and I don't want to pre-order it because I don't know if I'm going to get it yeah. until I play the beta. I guess you could always pre-order it, get the code, and then cancel your pre-order. That's so scummy, though. <laughs> That's so scummy. Yeah, I hate people do that. But that is a bummer. I do want to try. It. It's. I mean, I guess it's going to be on Xbox Game Pass day one. I probably won't still have that then because I'm only using my free month. But oh, I don't know. I do like when I can try an MMO and level up to level 15 or whatever, play the first two hours of a game for free to see if I want to buy it. Mm. I do enjoy that. There are a lot of games, and then free-to-play games. That's another topic for another time. Oh, my <laughs> God. Let's just have one long episode. We'll just talk about everything. Everything. Let's just get every topic out of the way right now. Talk about all the games. <laughs> All the concepts, everything. Can go all night, baby. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> so to take this back around full circle, as it were, uh, I enjoy single-player games. You guys enjoy single-player mm-hmm. games. We really hope people keep making single-player games, and yeah. maybe we should start voicing our opinions with those taggy hashes or whatever mm-hmm. they're, <laughs> those, the cool kids are calling them these days. Quit supporting all those multiplayer. If you like something, you can support something. I've I've always been a proponent of voting with your wallet. If there's a game that I want to play, but it's made by a developer that has like scummy practices or whatever, I just won't buy that game because Mm -hmm. I don't want to support them. But again, we are not supported by any third party. We're also not negatively supported. Like people aren't throwing money to have. (laughs) Like smear campaigns <laughs> thrown against us. We yet. don't do that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword yet. All right. Well, I think I'm pretty much fresh out of things to talk about as far as single player games go. 
I think we've pretty much run this well dry for right now. Yeah. But if there's anything that you guys listening want to add to the conversation, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter <laughs> at PushingButtonsP. Uh, check us out on uh, PushingButtonsPodcast.com. You get all the links there. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. See you next week. See you next week. Love you. Love you.